Hey Pakistan, what's oh, up? No, not the one the hype that lady. This is my fight song. It's on that commercial. Ooh. The car commercial. I don't commercials. know that one. Do you know what I'm talking about, Nan? Mm-hmm. This is my fight song, my take back my life song. Oh, yeah. This is my fight song. Oh, God. I'm like, that? ugh. Is it by Muse? Some poser. No, it's some lady. <laughs> Sounds like Muse. Some lady <laughs> singer. Oh, I think it, is it Some lady. No, it's not Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift would not give her shit out to, like, Chevy to do a truck uh, commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have no idea why you would think that. <laughs> she won't even let you play her songs on Pandora or whatever. Well, that's because she can't make any money off of it. I guarantee him, too, she'd sell her songs to, like... I don't think she's at that point yet. Are you I think she's still making too much money to, yeah. to do commercials. Doing yeah. what? Taylor but maybe Swift, not. how do you make wrong. your money? Commercials is one of the main ways that artists do make the money. Commercials. Well, <laughs> artists who aren't Taylor Swift. Well, actually, I think the number one way is touring. Touring is touring and like Originally, like, the album, album sales was is not, is advertisement not is. for a live tour. That's it there. At least that's what my music teacher taught me in college. Was that you don't make money off album sales? You don't. Yeah. Not anymore. They're I think just, yeah, I just advertising. Unless, unless you unless you were a a big artist, you never made money off album yeah. sales. Even big you artists. you would lose money on albums because you would have to pay yeah, the studio. Exactly. Because it was just it was just they were loaning the system you was rigged. Like so far, making an album has cost me several hundred dollars, but. But the likelihood that, I will even make get that, that back. Product. Oh no, I'm fine with you it. You could borrow I'm doing my. It for the, you could borrow I, my soundboard look, if I, you want to no, do it I have, at home. I'm in no way. I don't think I will ever make money on music. I just look at it as like oh. I make art and that's it. That's why I'm not an artist anymore because it's like, well, I could go into debt or I could like make a living. <laughs> Either way, I hate the world. But then you get to be 36 and you're just like hurtling, you like are just constantly hurtling towards death. And so you figure like, that's welcome to Secretly Timid. <laughs> that's why you should do porn right now. Do porn. Oh god. I'm immortalized. I'm Brian. I'm here with John and Nan. Hi. And William, who you'll meet next week. Hi. <laughs> he is our, he's our special guest and our interview subject next week. On the next show. It's really interesting. It was, yeah. You'll <laughs> love it. You'll love it. I'll just uh, tell you now to order your am- your Urban Dictionary from Amazon so that it gets there in time to your house because you will need it. This is just a prep. Just to prep you. <laughs> Kids these days. So, in, in thing, things happened. David Bowie died. David Bowie did die. Oh, crap. <laughs> and William is too young to give a shit. Too <laughs> what? I usually get mad when people say that, but no, that's true, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that he allegedly raped somebody? Because that was the I the same day I read that he died. I read another article. It's like, well, don't praise him. He used to rape. He raped somebody once. I'm like, what? That I think he had up. he had sex with an underage girl. Is the thing well, that he I saw. didn't at that time. Well, and her, and her account is that she's still to this day pleased with the fact the that deal. it happened. Right. I mean, who wouldn't be? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but how old are we talking? Like sixteen? She was thirteen. Oh, that's pretty young. 
How old was is he? he? <laughs> how old was he? I'm not, not 100% now, but... sure how old he was at the time, but young. I th- I mean, not young, young. Like, he would have been probably in his 20s is my oh. guess. I didn't, I never could find that detail in the stuff that I was reading, but yeah. I'm so sure I it's guess out there all somewhere. those people saying that David Bowie was gay is kind of like, hey. well, well, he said he was gay. He said he was gay. At the and time? He, he said he was at gay certain times. when he was younger. And well, Marion Faithful did catch him in bed with Mick Jagger. I mean, that was a thing. He said he had sex with a guy. I think, yeah, yeah. And then later on, he referred to himself as a closeted heterosexual, and I'm not really sure what that means. Well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but people have said I look like David Bowie. I was going to say David Bowie looks weird. (laughs) But people people have also said that I look like Gary Sinise, that I look like. Oh, like a skinny Gary Sinise. Gwyneth Paltrow. That that was me. A little bit. Seven? When he was younger and cuter, he looked like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in Shakespeare Love. That's when that movie came out when I was waiting tables. All the these zingers are just going right over John's head. <laughs> no, I deflect them. I deflect them, man. And, and Alan Rickman died too. Oh yeah, he did. Died, died yesterday. He did. And Donald Trump is sixty nine years Still old <laughs> and he's not dead. Oh my god, right? Like what what's up with this? He can't live a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> what's the heat every day? There like? is no God. <laughs> I was yeah, I it was weird like when David Bowie died, I woke up and I, w- I took this week off from work cuz the previous week had been so busy and um I woke up and I like got on my Facebook and every single solitary post yeah. it still is was about that and at first it took a minute. At first I thought this can't be true. It just felt so weird because they had not disclosed that he was sick. Right. And so we just didn't know that he was dying. And he just had an album. But it was beautiful. Honestly, at first, I was. orchestrated that. It's amazing that it came together so tightly. But have you seen the the video? No. Like, he looks old as book. And then it's like, oh, he was going through cancer. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) He looks like he has cancer. (laughs) Like,. How old are you, William? 20. Oh, I don't want to give it away. There's a mystery to it. I'm 24. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, at first, honestly, I was like half asleep and reading through my newsfeed. And part of me was like, is this some kind of like grand ploy for like promoting the album? And then I was like, that's fucked up. That's not, that's not right. And then it just, that's not the David Bowie way. (laughs) But I'm not, I was never really sad about it. I mean, he lived it like, he got to be David fucking Bowie his whole life. He lived to be 69. (laughs) Got to be David Bowie. Also, (laughs) I don't know. Everyone's going to die. People die. Famous people I've never met are definitely going to die. <laughs> well, it is kind of scary if, like, somebody with him and his amount of wealth can't survive cancer. What shot do we have? No one can survive. No one. You're not getting out of this thing alive. <laughs> We've had this conversation before. Magic really Johnson cured AIDS for himself. himself. <laughs> Just for himself. <laughs> but he he's like, eventually going to die. He went to Norway and, like, transfused his whole entire blood he's, system. He's still going to die. Is that how that works? i got to Google yeah. this. Uh, every, everybody survives. Or, uh, Everyone survives AIDS. <laughs> really? I mean, now, I'm sure now I, if you can get the drugs, it's a lot easier to lead a relatively healthy life. But the overhead of what you have to do to maintain the immune system that we have, not having AIDS, is different, and you have to spend money on it. Right. right. And also, Martin Shkreli is making it five thousand dollars a pill or something. <laughs> 
Well, I'm impressed you can pronounce his last name. Crawley. On the first <laughs> I was actually kind of impressed with myself too, but I went with it. I thought, okay, is it just he's? Oh, maybe we did talk about that. He's kind of cute. Yeah, he's cute. No, so, he's not. Uh, he looks like an imp. <laughs> I would probably hit it. What's your type, William? Someone that has a fuck ton of money that will give me a penthouse. Uh, uh, I think that would be Martin Scully. <laughs> <laughs> I now see the fault in my logic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh and Jerry Hall married Rupert Murdoch. <gasps> uh, what? Yes. I did not hear that. No, she's so. from like Houston. Well, and the thing Mick that was Mick Jagger really funny, is rolling over in his car. Wait, wait, wait. Who's Jerry who's Jerry Hall? <laughs> Mick Jagger's first trophy wife. She was a model like back like British. way back in the seventies. No, no, she's from Texas. She's she lives in like I uh, thought she was Mesquite. British too. I think I she's from she Mesquite. Are you yeah. kidding me? Is she that lady that had that that she reality in, show on VH1? Yes, and she was also in Batman. She played um, Jack Nicholson's Jerry girlfriend. Jerry Hall had a kept where she had all these hot guys vowing to like, like be I a kept, kept man. man. Yeah. Oh well, I didn't know, and all I saw, I, there's a guy that I'm friends with on Facebook who is like a writer for Rolling Stone and stuff, and he said. I'm glad to see Jerry Hall finally found a man who could satisfy her sexually. And I didn't know what the joke <laughs> was about. And then like later, and I went to, and I was like, Oh, I should go look that up, but I didn't. And then later, then the story came through my feed and I laughed so hard, like much, <laughs> much like John just did because like that is in. hilarious. I kept it in. And you know, and she was already called a, a gold digger when she was with look, I, and now see, it's like um, maybe. But she has plenty yeah, but of gold. Why, but she why, has plenty of gold. Here's not, the thing: I, she I, got no. She got half of Mick Jagger. Goodness gracious! I think John didn't get to talk enough in the last recording. <laughs> it's it's, it's this, the sunrise is kicking in. <laughs> the thing about gold digging is like. I mean, like, okay, if we're going to talk about... It's a hard job, man. If we're, no, if we're going to talk about her being to a gold digger, gold. we also have to talk about, like, Rupert Murdoch and why he probably married Jerry Hall. I mean, let's get... Like, oh. come on. It's totally designed the by the patriarchy. The and it's yeah. like, everybody always talks shit about gold diggers, but, like... I'm not talking right. shit. I have seen some serious troll-looking dudes with some... Oh, right. Like, well, conventionally yeah, attractive the, women. That's the equalizer. People that actually look normal or whatever. That's not a nice thing to say. No one looks normal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is great the way they are. I was going to say all relationships are transactional, and that's my contribution. <laughs> God gives you certain gifts. He gives some people looks and some people money. And you trade them off like Pokemon cards. And hopefully uh, the two people can find each other. Yeah. I don't have either. <laughs> that is not true. I've seen your bank account. Really? Really? <laughs> who's, who's going to go to on a trip to see Brian Gregory? Not me. Oh, yeah. I'm just good at saving. I'm just a good saver. That's a talent to have. Do you use an app? I don't. I just, I spent all of my 20s drinking all my spare money away. So when I got sober, I was not used to spending money on things. And so I just ended up with a surplus of it. And now I just like, and also I have an anxiety disorder. So I constantly worry about losing my living and like needing to have a store away of cash so i just store cash i want you to be a poker player with that's me. how i do it <laughs> why so i can lose all my life savings no because no, i an- anxious poker players are the best poker players <laughs> did, did you they? did you did you play the powerball no i did not no wow really a room of people that did not play I, the powerball I, I, I that's did. crazy oh did you did you win i won four dollars yeah, but, really but, but i have to split it three ways <laughs> Oh, were you in like a pool? Yeah, like somebody at my work bought some tickets and he came in and he was talking about it. I was like, 
well, hey, I got 10 bucks. Do you want to put in 10 bucks? And I'll go buy some more. And so we did. That's the only, out of all those tickets, you only won $4, $4 on one. On, so you on, lost on, money. Yeah. It's like an investment. <laughs> you, you lose money on it. <laughs> but, but it was really fun for the few hours before the drawing. Hey, I won $130 in an online slot yesterday. What? Yeah. Just fucking around on Bobotics. I only had $25 left in my account, and I didn't have enough time to play poker. So I was like, yeah, I'll just play a little casino and see what happens. And I'm going to quit my job I tomorrow. Like, I'm in the money. <laughs> no, you should you should uh, talk to John about po- your, your next career <laughs> about in poker. Hey, man, I, I won $1,200 at Winstar on a slot machine, and that's how I have no, my Xbox I mean, One. No, poker, poker. Oh, poker. Teach him, teach him to play. Teach, y'all should play poker. It takes too much work. You could have a whole other career as a poker player. <laughs> It's so much fun. I would be a professional gamer if that was the topic of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there are professional gamers, though. If you just watch them on Twitch, they know what they're fucking doing. Those kids are making a lot of money. They probably have a lot of carpal playing like super. Are they like sponsored? Is that? Yep. Like- I don't. I don't. Yep. I don't fucking know. But they're like on the Ultra S- Street Fighter Four game, yep. and it's and they have code names like Witch House Two, and it's like. <laughs> And then you see them. Nice callback to next week's episode. <laughs> oh god, that, that conversation. These little guys you that you know, and they have these championship sponsored events, and they're winning lots of money. Lots of money. It's actually a gigantic thing, and it's yeah. only grown. But I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to get into the whole un, uh, opening toys on. Oh YouTube. my god! Oh, the reveal. <laughs> YouTube personalities. Basically, just either being annoying or funny or neither, and making a lot of money for sitting in front of a camera and doing. Dumb I don't shit. like the YouTube like the cuts. Like you know how those they make the YouTube videos. You don't like that style of cut. cut. I hate that. I'm young it's, enough that it yeah. works for my brain. Yeah. See, he also doesn't like like uh, podcasts that are oh like produced, the overly produced that are podcasts. edited. Yeah. It's like that, listen to the radio and then go to sleep. Yeah, I don't You're like <laughs> what's that show with what's with what's his name. You don't like Radio Lab or or I don't like Radio Lab. Or this I like Radio Lab, but it still sounds like my grandma should be listening. Well, because to when it. I'm listening in my headphones, I don't want to hear the sound of traffic behind me when True. I'm listening to some asshole tell. A fucking horrible story. <laughs> that was good. Oh, there was there was this particularly awful segment on uh, a recent This American Life. It, the theme of the episode was how to win friends and influence people, mm-hmm. and there was this segment that was just this woman's voice, and it was like one sided telephone conversations, and the woman was the United States of America, and she was inviting other countries to a coalition like she was calling people f- to come to a party so she was mm. like hey pakistan what's oh, up God. like it's i know it's been a long time mm. how's Kashmir? Really oh that one's not yours oh i'm just calling people to invite them to the coalition this saturday and i was like and it went on for a really long time then she called like india and then she called some other country and it was just I could. I didn't get it. It was awful. Like a really not a good way to illustrate that. It was really <laughs> terrible. I think somebody. I think it probably was one of those concepts that seemed clever in somebody's head, but in practice, no, it was not good. Which is how I usually feel about Saturday Night Live. Also, but like, oh yeah, like who watches Saturday Night Live? Do you guys still <laughs> do that? I, okay, I haven't had a TV since I've had to pay for my own apartment. So, like, I I straight up I straight up watch YouTube. Like, that's what I do. I watch YouTube. There's a lot of good shit on YouTube, though. But like, not even just YouTube specific. Like, stuff. not you can just watch- the cinnamon challenges. <laughs> not just haul <laughs> videos, but like. Um, There's more than cinnamon challenges <laughs> on YouTube. 
No, yeah, I'll watch like straight like TV shows from like 15 years ago yeah. on YouTube. You know, I watch I I watch all my I you know I often if I'm too lazy to get up and pop in a DVD I'll watch like Mary Chandler more on. Damn. You should watch. Oh God, what's that? I'll let you borrow it. It's really hilarious, and it's right up your alley. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh, we've talked about that oh, on here before. So, and I still watch it. it. It's so funny, and it was cutting way before its time. Is it called Mary Hartman? Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Oh. It's called Mary Hartman, comma Mary, Mary Hartman. Hartman. When did it come out? Um, when was that? Was it the sixties, seventies? The seventies were really the golden age of television. God like, damn it! I, th- I mean, it's really avant garde, and oh, okay, and. and Feminist before it was cool. It's, uh, it's what's her name, isn't it? Um, I have to Google her right now. But it's really it was kind, like it was way name. before its time. Have, and guys, dark, like dark, like dark comedy, and it's it like almost like theater of the absurd. Yeah, interesting. I grew up on like well, when I stayed at my grandparents' house, I grew up on uh, TV Land, which I hated oh, because it wasn't cartoons. Louise Lasser, yes. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch That Girl? I never watched think, it, but I know what the, it is. Do you think it's Simpsons? good without having an objective understanding of it? <laughs> <laughs> without actually having seen it? I like her hair a lot. I also like the logo type of the show. And that's why I want to watch it. But it's also about, like, you know, it's one of those shows from that time period of, like, women entering the working force. Right. I, I'm i curious as to see how her character is caricatured as a representation you know, like whenever you watch TV, the protagonist represents an entire class of people. Right. You get real deep. Are we supposed to be talking about news? <laughs> like, I don't know. No. Oh, well, well, okay. But they, guess, guess who, uh, guess these who two developed? Have fallen down some sort of Google situation. No. Google. Well, no, guess, guess who developed this Mary our, Hartman, Mary Hartman. Or bullshit. Mary Hartman? Guess who developed it? Norman Lear. Oh, right. That's why I love it. He did all the I think I'm the one since. that should be Googling at this point. <laughs> Maud. He did Maud. I love Maud. Oh. Oh, I love Maud. I love Maude. I'm, I'm just filling dead air. Just saying. I'm I just love saying words. Sometimes let the air breathe, man. <laughs> Gosh, you're so anxious. Let the frequencies vibrate. You used to like get on us if we weren't talking constantly. No. I- so, John, do you want to tell our, our story? Oh, the story. Oh, um, I want you to tell the story. To be perfectly honest, I was kind of drunk when it <laughs> happened, so I don't know if I could do it justice. We met a crazy guy at the Grapevine Bar. Oh, All right. Actually, no, he met us. We did not meet him. He yeah. met us. He came up he to us. He kept trying to buy us drinks as as people who are trying to show how much money they suit. have. Set What's the scene. What does he look like? He looks it, it like looks, interior day. He, John said he looks like the mascot for Six Flags. Mesh, <laughs> mesh, <laughs> mesh with Eugene Levy, like perfectly mesh with Eugene Levy. Oh wow! He was he was short. He was in a fancy suit with a fancy tie. And fancy very clothes. excited. So was he very trying excited. to take both of you home? No, no I don't think he was taking. He wasn't taking either of us home. He was just showing off how much money he had. Yeah. He said that he had, oh, I think, like $1.5 million in his checking in his account. Checking and my favorite part, at one point in time. My, no, my favorite part was then <laughs> Brian asked him, why does he have that much money in his account? Why do you have that much money in your checking account? He's like, look. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> he was like, you don't know anything about it. You should put it in a, what, what are those, like, IRA account or a something? Yeah, fund. A money market <laughs> account or something. <laughs> He At was least give, put it in a savings He was account. giving the millionaire <laughs> financial <laughs> advice. 
I need to buy us drinks. And that other guy bought us drinks too. The guy that had his shirt out of his zipper, and I felt bad because I didn't tell him about it. What does that mean? His shirt out of his zipper. Like his zipper oh, was open, no. and his like I thought tail that was literally something that was, only like, happens sticking on out. And <laughs> yeah, I was. I've never done that. I'm day. way too cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough, I like but, the grapevine. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That's our play. That was that. That was a. His name was. Uh, I don't know. I, he must be somebody. Like nope. That that, that <laughs> he really did have bleated, expensive like, clothes yeah, on. But like like I said, new money versus old. Like yeah. Highland Park would not go out and say, "Hey, I've oh. got one point five million. But like I said, I could buy that outfit and go out in it as well uh-huh, and yeah. pretend to have that kind of money. But why? I don't know. Cause, cause <laughs> because if we were not nice people, we would hold him up at gunpoint <laughs> <laughs> and be like, "You have that much money? You're taking. Oh, yeah, let's right. go take a drive." Are you guys <laughs> gun owners? <laughs> no. Yeah. So different. Different <laughs> What was? Did he say his name? Yeah, yeah. And was he it had Martin like Shkreli? some about. I remember a story about an ex-wife and a shotgun. Oh God! Like he t- uh, he gave her a shotgun and a bullet to kill him or something. So this was a classy what? person. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, it was. Some story he was telling about his ex-wife, and he doesn't want to have sex anymore or something. Too. Yeah, there's a weird sex thing. Know. Also, my a, type of person. This might be your dream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got lots of money at one point in time. We don't have to bone. <laughs> All right. I mean, he was nice for the most part. Just crazy. Was, I couldn't tell nice. if he was drunk or if he was on drugs or a little. Isn't it funny how those are mutually attention. exclusive? Yeah, he he got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You so. save free drinks, and that that's what brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> it's like shots on me. <laughs> no longer is it milkshakes. No. Uh, One time okay. I was leaving Grapevine, there was like a raucous fight that broke out. At the same time, David got kicked out. It's possible that people at this table know the people who were involved in that raucous fight. Do half of them have purple hair? <laughs> One time, the Brian took care of somebody that was getting. Um, do you remember that, Brian? Which that time? turned me on so much. Which? When somebody was started like getting in a fight with one of the one of the bouncers, and he's like picked them up by the neck and it helped the bouncer get them out. And I was like, "Holy shit, Brian just turned alpha." Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that one. Oh, I remember it because I was there. You don't remember that? I think they they have were saying words with Zoe or something. Oh, okay. So that I didn't pick him up by the neck. So that you was, did something that was very like. So he take was charge. he was getting into it with Zoe, who's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zoe was the was uh, the the waiter, a cocktail waiter at the time. And Zoe starts like getting ready to fight. And he's like puts down his tray, starts taking off his apron. And while he's doing this, is on a big party day where, um, you know, there's a lot of people there. They have two entrances. They have the, the back entrances open. So while Zoe's like trying to get ready to fight this guy, I just go up to the guy and grab him, wrap my arms completely around him and just walk him to the back door. So he's walking backwards. I'm walking forwards to the back door and push him outside until the bouncer not to let him back in. <laughs> oh, nice. Good job. Yeah. yeah. We should that pay you for that. It was hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty warm. And then did you turn around? There was like a pussy hurricane. Like <laughs> there should there right should have been you. like like just was, no. It was just John. <laughs> and, it should have been and just <laughs> like rivers, rivers of vaginal juice just <laughs> everywhere. If I had a vagina, but I've said you that were to him before. So. so so it was just John. Yeah, and then everybody else <laughs> was just, just said, If I had a vagina. <laughs> 
Everybody else is so like, not paying if I, attention. That's like John's version of if I had a hammer. <laughs> it is. He used to say that to me all the time. <laughs> if I had a vagina. Oh, well. Problematic. How was <laughs> that problematic? I haven't worked with that word out on here in a long time. How was that problematic? In a long time. Is that you just hold it in? or? <laughs> <laughs> Do you do you want to do um, hot topics? <laughs> hot topics. <laughs> hot sure. topics. Let's do it. Save all these stories, so I have to. I have to pull you should. Down. You have to save them to your pocket, man, because that way they're they're yeah, I know. the it's app offline. Yeah, yeah. I, I still haven't gotten around to that. Pocket I love pocket. I couldn't figure it out. You pocket, just put stuff pocket, in it, pocket. and then you take it out when you want it. <laughs> just like, like a, real a pocket. pocket. <laughs> okay, so the first one is Dutch man suspecting of killing ISIS fighter Ooh. could face murder charge. Dutch police have arrested a former soldier suspected of killing Islamic State jihadists while fighting alongside Kurdish forces in Syria last year. The prosecutor's office said the 47-year-old man who was not identified was arrested on Wednesday in the eastern Dutch city of Arnhem. And appeared in a Rotterdam court on Friday where he was provisionally released. The man is a former soldier whose case was extensively reported on last year in the media and on Facebook due to his involvement in the fight against the Islamic State. A statement said, Dutch law, apart from in exceptional circumstances like self-defense, does not give citizens the right to use force and particularly not deadly force. Killing an ISIS fighter, therefore, could mean being prosecuted for murder, the statement said. Where did the murder take place? In Holland? No, no. It would have been in Syria. Oh. And he, he was he went, a soldier. He was a former soldier who went to Syria and fought with the Kurds against ISIS. Okay. So he wasn't like, it, he they... wasn't there on Dutch business right, as right. a Dutch soldier. He was, he was there independent, uh, independent as a mercenary. Contractor. But yeah. how can they prosecute him if he didn't if do it If it didn't in happen Holland. in Holland. Yeah. Like, That's where Dutch know. people are from, right? Holland? That sure. Is where, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they called Hollish? <laughs> because Holland. language. Because when I hear Dutch, I think Pennsylvania Dutchers is like more German than Holland, right? No, it's Dutch. Not qualified Still. to chime in on any of this. But Dutch, like all those Nordic languages are very closely related to German mm-hmm. language. So there's a lot of overlap in that. Yeah. I still don't like the term Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> and like Germany is Deutschland. I mean, there's like oh. definitely some oh, so that's, cultural. That's where I get kind of there's some cultural sometimes. like overlap. There. So the question is, should Holland government try this guy for murder for right. being a mercenary? The thing that I don't understand is okay. So they say that you know a citizen can only use self defense. And if you're in a battlefield, I mean, it's kind of self defense. But they do have an army, and they do have. This is a former soldier of that army, and it seems like once you've once you've made that exception, then I don't really understand why you would then say, "Well, you can't go to another country and fight in a war." Mm-hmm. You're making a war exception to your self defense rule. Then why is it not okay in this instance? That's my question too. That was what was like. I mean, when you were initially reading the story, I was not a hundred percent sure if it if he was there as a member of the Dutch army. But even so, even separately, and that brings up the whole question of like, why is it okay for state states to kill, you know, like yeah. um nation states and just, you know, generally yeah, yeah. right. But not for citizens. Like 
that's one of my that's one of my philosophical issues with the death penalty is like how can you say that murder is yeah. wrong but you kill somebody but you've decert you've decided that it's justified but then what mean why can't I decide that it's justified right. for me yeah. to kill somebody? Yeah, then I totally get that. Because you're not the state. But what the state <laughs> is just people. I mean, the state well, I think, is I like, think I think, well, as far as the death penalty is concerned, it's to protect the general public. Like, this is somebody that's deemed to be too dangerous. But to you can put them live. in a prison. But then we detain them indefinitely, right? Yeah. You I mean, know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not spouting off either way. I'm just saying that's usually the defense the for defense. capital punishment is because it's somebody that's deemed too dangerous to live in society. To leave... But still, then it's, it just seems to become, it seems to be painfully obvious that it's just like a tit for tat. Like someone, someone is like, somehow there's the status quo that like, well, we have to kill this person because that'll make everyone feel better about it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas there's like, a lot of that. Like, yeah. but I mean, at the same time, if this is law in Holland and he broke the law, then why can they prosecute their, like, I, I don't, I don't know what the laws are like there. They yeah. might be able to, it might like, if you do anything ever, no matter where you are in the world, can Holland prosecute you based on if you're like breaking the lease of being a Hollander? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> breaking the lease of being a Hollander. <laughs> See, I like, I like being called a Hollander better than somebody being called Dutch. I was probably not using the right word. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now I've got a a bunch of stories that are about um, uh, refugees in Mm -hmm. Europe who on uh, so on New Year's Mm, I'm sure about New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, um, there were about fifteen hundred people at uh, the went to a train station 1500 men at a train station who began robbing sexually assaulting uh groping um men and women but mostly women uh who would come near them they would surround them in groups of five to 20 people and rob them grope them harass them Wow, I never heard about those. This is in Germany, right? Didn't Did you hear say about that? No, I oh, didn't hear about okay. this at all. This is so weird. I don't know how... Um, well, I will read it then. I guess everybody was too busy talking about David Bowie. I have no idea. Well, this happened in New Year's, so... This is so weird. I will... I, I only heard this from... I watched Real Time with Bill. And I listened night. to NPR and everything. <laughs> well, and that's, that's why I wanted to do the story. is because, uh, you know, we're all super liberal whatever's and uh <laughs> <laughs> i know william are you super liberal i don't even know what that word means anymore so i'm gonna say no i mostly just oppose everything <laughs> i'm a nihilist life are you feeling the burn uh also not super educated on the presidential candidates what I are these millennials like... these days they don't care <laughs> about what, politics what do millennials do anyways <laughs> we just sleep and smoke pot don't even know who david bowie is <laughs> They don't no, know who he is. That sounds like what Gen Xers did. <laughs> so what you're saying is that everyone is the yeah, same. Exactly. That's what I'm always saying. <laughs> people There's the trash. She was gonna make a t shirt, yeah. but she hasn't got around to it yet. I'm a busy trash piece. <laughs> trash. So it says, uh, on December thirty first, some fifteen hundred men, including some newly arrived asylum seekers, and this is in Cologne. Uh, Germany um, and many other immigrants had had assembled around Cologne's train station drunk and dismissive of the police they took advantage of an overwhelmed force 
to sexually assault and rob hundreds of people, according to police reports, shocking Germany and stoking anxieties over absorbing refugees across Europe. We were just pressed on all sides by people, recalled one victim, Johanna, 18, who agreed to speak by telephone from Lake Constance, Germany, where she lives, only if her last name was not used, fearing hostility, particularly over social media, which is a recurring thing that they say in this article that these people will talk these victims will talk but only if they don't use their last names because their fear of repercussions on social media which is weird well Um, why is that weird because what would be the repercussions of being an assault victim um, on social media these oh there's lots of i mean like social <laughs> yeah, media but, I mean, is, these a, is a dumpster fire for, but it's especially twitter um like comparing this to let's say the this one is not, that was like, killed they're, in not Italy. A, they're not accusing somebody at indiana university of yeah. assault they're accusing you know a giant group of people saying that they were assaulted among all this group of people i don't know that oh it's, it's not like it's you know Super a gray targeted. area or anything mm-hmm. like a lot of these that's true people. but there are um there, there are there are especially on Twitter trolls who will who are sort of like who operate sort of amorally like they don't yeah. really have a side all they want to do is fuck with people is fuck people up and so and it, I can imagine that if you were in a tender place you would not want like some like individual who really doesn't have a dog in the fight who doesn't really care who just wants to fuck with you that's, fucking with you in your mentions that's possible the thing that it made me think though is maybe there are people who are really invested in saying that there is no danger from yeah, any right. of the refugees yeah i think that's probably true too um gosh so we we were okay so much is still hazy about that night but the police reports and the testimony of officials and victims suggested that the officers failed to anticipate the new realities of a germany that is now host to up to a million asylum seekers most from war-torn muslim countries unfamiliar with its culture so there was that story there's another story about um also in germany about men uh, who are asylum seekers being banned from a pool because of the um, the verbal and I, I think some physical threats that they've made toward women who yeah, are visiting um, the pool. Yeah. Um, and then there was another story about, um, I think in Norway, about they're, they're offering classes to men who are refugees on how to treat women and how... Mm-hmm. Well, we have to remember, they come from a come very from a different, different culture. culture right. where, and they're also, like, super destitute people that have had their entire livelihoods, like, uprooted by instability in their regions. And it's like... I mean, isn't this how... Isn't this sort of, like, the cycle of how mm-hmm. gangs are started? Like, people want to vilify uh, the violent poor or whatever, but it's like, well, I mean, that's sort of, like, what happens. I think in all cultures we do see... Because I was going to say that, too, is, like... We uh, there a few years ago in Great Britain they were they had reached sort of a point where like a super high percentage of their young 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 like twenty something men were unemployed and they were just going mm-hmm. around like assaulting people and so I think that even outside of like cultural issues yeah anytime you have like large groups of young unemployed like men with no resources uh, physical aggression becomes like an issue. 
um, in these ways. But I also can see how, like, if you were coming from a country, especially where the norm is to keep, because you said a pool, right? Like a swimming pool where people would be, like, women would be running around in, like, very little clothing. If you came from a culture where that was just, like, Ugh. No dice. That's right. not ever a thing that you've even seen in public. God. Like, and you've been taught your whole life that you you sort you of need have to, like, dominion. Then you would and like and whenever these conversations come up, I always do want to talk about the fact that in these countries, men are also trash, right? So like, because like there's an argument that I hear sometimes from conservative men in America who are like, well, do you want to be wearing a burqa? Like, <laughs> like they're so great at how they treat yeah, women because like the- we don't have to wear burqas. And I'm always like, okay, I don't, but also I don't like the way you treat women yeah, either. This is the only right? time where the right like, wing care about women's rights when it comes to somebody from, but, um, and it is. And one thing I wanted to go back to on something Brian had pointed out, like about the social media thing is like, that's an interesting conversation that I think always needs to be had. Cause like in all kinds of different ways about, we have this need sometimes I think in our political rhetoric, if we want to support something, we need to make it seem like it's all good right. or all bad. Yeah. This came up in a feminist group that I'm in, like about the David Bowie thing about how like, the the person in question in oh, yeah. in in you know the thirteen year old who had sex with David Bowie mm-hmm. um, that a lot of the stories are centered on has maintains to this day she's not a victim she was not raped yeah. she was a willing participant she looks back on it with like and somebody posted that in a feminist group discussion group and was like this is like part of what we need to talk about when we talk about this is like is like sometimes the story doesn't fit our our yeah. our narrative it doesn't fit our feminist narrative of like power structures and you know like mm-hmm. at what point do we deny another person's whole reality like right. to me feminism isn't about denying this young this woman well no, she's not young now but like this woman's reality of her life right, right. she gets to have her story and yeah. for me to encroach on that like all my assumptions like, yeah, I, I know you're 45 now, but you just don't know what happened to you when you were 13. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> there has to be, and, and a lot of times, too, when we're interacting with someone else's story, we're coming at it with our own assumptions and our own things that have happened to us. So if I was, if when I was 13, I experienced sexual abuse, I might say, like, I don't buy this person's separate, like, different account of what happened to them at that age. But at the same time, legally, she was not able to consent. Yeah, but a lot of people have made the argument that statutory rape laws are actually more about parental control over children's bodies than they are about protecting children. But regardless, that's what the law says. Well, I know what that's the law says, but I'm talking about, I don't think people are making a legal argument, though. Yeah, most people are not really talking about this on whether or not he should be, like, Really? Because they're calling him a rapist, so... Well, yeah, but but I think that for a lot of people, they're actually talking about, like, the cultural... Yeah, whether he's a good person or not. Like, like David Bowie, we cannot mourn. I mean, I had a couple of people on my wall that were like, I am over this. I cannot talk about David Bowie. If you talk about David Bowie on my feed, I'm fucking deleting you because he's a rapist and that is not cool. And I can never talk about David Bowie ever again. And it's like, well, I wasn't there. I don't know her account. I don't even, I don't obviously, I'm not invested in David Bowie at all anyways, but it's like, I, I just, I'm not getting caught up in this. And this is one of those times too, when we're seeing two conflicting things that we need to balance, right? Cause I think that there is a certain level to which we have to be mindful yeah. of people's triggers. And like, yeah. if I was a victim Certainly. of childhood sexual abuse, hearing everyone say this man is so great who had sex with a 13 year old and that was my story i would have a reaction and i think yeah. that that's valid uh-huh. and i think that that's something to balance yeah but 
we can't go too far. I've had I've seen people accusing him of being a pedophile, and he's just not a pedophile. Like right. that's just not that's yeah. just not what he is. Well, and I mean, and like, uh, what, did she represent that she was thirteen? I'm not. A, I haven't read the whole articles, but I do because I mean, I've, I've seen uh, what's that that Cameron Crowe movie where the the groupies are following around the rock band, and <laughs> that was based on reality. They, there were underage girls yeah. following right. bands wanting to have sex with them. Sure. I have a question. Can I go outside and make a phone call, or do I need to just break? Um, oh, you can the do door's not you locked. Want. You can just okay, pop yeah. in and out. I may not have to leave, so I'm like, oh out. yeah, sure, go figure BRB, it out. BRB, continue this. <laughs> but if we're gonna, I mean, if we're gonna, you don't give... even know who, Dave, who David Bowie is. <laughs> like, I don't. But if we're gonna give David Bowie a pass, don't we do the same for Ted Nugent? Because whenever I hear people talking about Ted Nugent, the first thing they want to say is that he's a rapist because he had sex with a 13 year old girl. I have never even heard that. I have heard that. The thing maybe is, maybe not 13, also, but an underage. But also. Girl. Ted Nugent is a serial offender. So there's a difference too in like, I think to, in, to some degree. So when people accuse David Bowie of being a pedophile, one of the thresholds you have to meet to be a pedophile is that you have exclusive attraction to children. I just don't think that David Bowie meets that standard because he's clearly not exclusively attracted to young people. And he's and, all over and, the place. And child in this, in this, sense means prepubescent right so somebody said that he was an ebo f- I, I can't remember there's a term for like being attracted to adolescence instead mm-hmm. but even then he's not he's clearly not exclusively attracted right. to them he had like a long clearly loving marriage with his wife mm-hmm. uh, Amon, who was age appropriate and all mm-hmm. those things and so like and i'm not i'm not trying to downplay the need to talk about like power structures and relationships and how like at that time a lot of shit was fucked up about the way society viewed people's sexuality and like maybe you know like and and people being socialized is an issue but again on and this is when you know people say like the personal is political and i think sometimes the personal is just the personal right like if i had sex with someone and to this day i maintain that i I'm comfortable with the way that it all went down. Even if it doesn't fit someone else's narrative of what's right and wrong. Right. We have to allow that to have some space. And like, and also I think that we need to stop. I think it actually, it actually hurts our arguments when we demand that something be all good or all bad to like make our, like we can welcome refugees into our countries, understanding that some refugees are going to do things that are like, that are, you know, not okay, right? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be an either or. So we uh, don't need to downplay, like, the bad behavior of some refugees in order to shore up our desire to help refugees generally. Uh, I disagree with you when it comes to the underage having sex with a minor. <laughs> Legally, I'm sorry. I think there are billions of people in the world. Why do you have to have sex with a 13-year-old? I'm not saying it's not problematic. I'm saying that we need to allow it to I'm be- saying it should not, know. I'm saying it needs to be like, we need to allow it to be nuanced because yes. people are having individual experiences in their life that are different. Look, my, I mean, I'm not going to blame the 13 year old, but I'm definitely going to blame the 20 something. You don't, you don't put your penis. In I a guess my point is, is in this specific period. situation though, John is like, who's, what are we blaming someone for? Everyone's happy about what happened. The girl's happy. The, you know, like every, she's oh, happy. I'm sure that the adult's happy. That's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not on board with that. She's kill me, she, but she's fifty now and she's happy. Like and she's well, totally. She's, yeah, like, I'm, that's. I'm, but I'm saying that no, you don't have sex with thirteen year olds, even if they. I agree. That's even something if they that want to like, have sex with you. Don't. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> the thirteen year olds wanted to have no. sex with me right now. I'm sorry. You're thirteen, and that's 
Totally respectable. Go have sex with another 13-year-old. <laughs> well, but I mean, there's, what about that conversation? It's like, you know, can you really make an argument that two 13-year-olds are able to, like, are, like, From a legal standpoint, but, I mean, that's who, if but, they're going to have sex lo- with somebody. That's, that's actually not true, John. That's actually not true. That's a crime. If for a third yeah, child, if, for an, well, then fine. Then they shouldn't have be having sex. If period. you're both but under I'd age, be definitely more comfortable with a third child are, experimenting okay, with another third child than a, than an adult that knows an what adult. they're doing. But you're using legality as the standard for ethics. Okay, well, no, I, you morally, do, I, mean, I think a twenty-something-year-old should not have sex with a thirteen-year-old. And I can't believe we're even arguing over this. I guess my point is, I'm not saying they should or they should not. That's not the point of what I'm saying. Like, okay. I'm saying that like different activities have happened in different times to different people with their own perspectives and that we ha- do need to allow people to have their own stories of what sure. happened to themselves without. And that, and that's basically what this, that's what this is about is that like, as someone said in the group, we like, what do we do when someone else's account of what happened in their life doesn't fit our feminist narrative? I have real trouble with like, always this is wrong Never. I mean, I think that that is true in some, like, I'm not saying I don't have situations in which I think something is always wrong, but I'm just saying that like individual experiences being what they are, human experience is subjective and like, and I'm not, and I'm not, and I think we have to have conversations about power structures and how age plays into those things. And all those things are like totally valid things to talk about. My whole point is simply that a lot of times I think we do read certain kinds of narratives through a lens of this needs to always be good or this needs to always yeah. be bad because we want it to fit a certain ideology. And you that can have we... that conversation with the police officer after you have sex with a third But again, you're going back to legality. Are, and I yeah. think le- legality is not a good standard of morality. I, Legality for me is like it's it's this like rigid structure that we couch the the complex myriad of of interactions that we have. Okay, so if if an adult, we have a lot of teachers, female teachers that have sex with with their students. Yeah. Right. That, that's been in the news a lot. So if you're saying that if that thirteen year old boy does not feel victimized, that that's okay, that they should have sex. I'm not necessarily saying it's okay. Again, I'm. I'm living in a space where I'm not, I'm not saying okay or not okay. I'm literally saying we need to have, there's some underlying foundational questions we need to ask before we can understand what is happening in yeah. the situation. I think a it, lot of times people want to jump. Go ahead, Brian. In 1880, the age of consent in most states was 10 or 12. Okay, that's 1880. Fuck you. Except in <laughs> Delaware where it was seven. You're just going off today's laws. And the entire history of the human race. But I think, uh, and the entire history of the human race, it was not lived to like 18. forty fucking years old. No, that's not true. That was the average age. Okay, let's all. But go, that's not. That's not. That doesn't mean everybody died at forty. Uh, well, I'm no, not a proponent of, of. I think. What the fuck? I mean, why are we fighting over no, this? No, because because think, you're just using a view that that you subscribe to. You're right. That in, we shouldn't have 2016. That we shouldn't have sex with minors. But minor that's is defined as minor is defined differently in each state. In 2001, the age of consent in Hawaii was 14. Like okay. minors, minors. So is that a minor or not? Or not directly. Personally, I I would not have sex with a fourteen year old. But if you were in Hawaii, it was legal. Okay, fuck you too, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we drink tequila. 
I'm perfectly work? fine. I nope, just, I don't have to work. Oh, congratulations. The $2 million just printer really, will I'm run really surprised today. that we're having this argument. Okay, and so let me, I'm on the losing side that, of it. But with I, think, these, with, I, I don't think we're all coming at it from the same standpoint. And I also like, don't think anyone's winning at this conversation. Right. <laughs> I don't think anyone's winning at this conversation. <laughs> I think that I, I totally see Brian's point. And also, like, I, when we talk about the legality of certain things, I always want to point out that America has a long, 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 long history of really terrible laws with awful moral underpinnings. I mean, it wasn't even illegal in any state in the United States to rape. You could, there was no such thing as spousal rape. Legally, yeah. okay, anywhere until about. the seventies. Not but, what we're talking about. We're talking about sex. But I know, it, I know. But what? But that's not. You're missing my point. If Don, you're using like, legality as a framework legality. for understanding, okay, yeah. let's, let's fuck the fuck the legality part. Just you. Just, I just don't think you should have sex with children. That's great. Your sexual preference, or they're you, middle school. The rules you have for your own. Self. You should not. You should not be go looking for a fuck buddy at a middle school. What's, what's the largest age difference in you and the person that you? Oh, you're gonna bring with? that into it. I I met Jimmy and I was twenty. No, no, I don't old. mean now. I said the biggest age difference. 15. Say when you were 18. I wasn't having sex when I was 18. When did you start having sex? When I was 20. So what was the largest age difference when you were 20? From that point onward. Uh, well, the person that I was with when I was 25 didn't disclose her age, so I don't even really know. So, but, so you, according to your, but I don't, but I'm, but I'm sorry, I'm going to reject this this argument by trying to put me on the fucking stand. I no, I I think the I think the example is that like using your own personal language to compare your behavior to the conversation that we're having. So um, by the metric of what you have said, which I'm not contesting being true or false or good or bad or whatever, is that um you you would not have sex with a middle schooler slash someone that's 12 <laughs> years old, respectable. That's cool. But you also at you know at the age of 20, which is only two or three years older than the age of consent, at least in Texas, you had a sexual partner with which, at least initially, you were not aware of. No, that, that was, that happened when I was 25. When I was 20, it was another girl that was uh, in my same age bracket. So, but, I mean, so I'll, let me give my own personal information. I have dated people that are literally twice my age and, um, having a lot of like, uh, I feel culturally informed insecurities about not being able to go do shit with my friends with a partner that I have because it's weird and creepy and gross. And then having to answer to myself, am I having a weird and creepy, gross relationship with someone that I feel comfortable with based on the metric of age? Like, does that seem arbitrary? But Is that okay or not? I don't think that David Bowie had a relationship with this girl. No, it was a he? sexual interaction, right? Based yeah, on the story. Yeah, it was just a sexual interaction. But I, but that's that's still you're an adult right now. I guess my question True. is like, how do we how do we determine how do we as outside individual like I'm outside of your experience of your life, right? I'm outside of William's experience of his life and Brian's and everybody's and everything. So how do I determine at what point? Because I mean. I gave Sean, Sean, when Sean was in his early thirties, he dated somebody who was 19. I give him shit for that. Like, I give him shit for that. 19 is not 13. But this is my, but this is my point is that somebody, okay, so somebody posted on, on, this has been a conversation that's been happening on Facebook because of all that's been going on. And somebody posted the other day that they didn't feel like when they were 18, they were really emotionally mature enough to be dating the older 20 year olds that they were dating at that age looking back on it. But like, but but 
So I guess my question is like, that's an individuated experience. Yeah. How do we determine like, was, what is the criteria for determining at what age a person is morally capable of making those decisions for themselves? Cause I would argue it would kind of be all over the map. Yeah. Like I would argue that it would be different for different people. Yeah. And I can, I can un- get with that, but still, yeah. I mean, and 13, I, I, that's what eighth grade, a uh, ninth grade. I mean, I wouldn't do it, but I, I've never had sex with somebody, not even when I, I didn't start having sex till I was 19, but I've never had sex with any single solitary but, human who was under the age of 25, ever, not even when I was 19. And like, I also never... don't like sex at all. So, like, <laughs> um, I mean, am I, am I, is it, am I okay to tell someone, like, you can't fuck a 13 year old? Of course, <laughs> like, I'm gonna err on that side because I understand the nature of, like, the development of the human brain and certain social conditions and the country that we live in and the nature of like just where you are when you're 13. If you're an American white boy in Texas, like I, I kind of understand that shit. So no, I'm not going to advocate anyone go fuck a middle schooler. But, but at the same time, it's like, what was David Bowie like scouting middle schools to fuck somebody? I mean, is that even an okay way to frame this conversation? I don't know, but I just, I, I can totally agree with your like hard line of erring on the side of caution to say like, if you're under the age of this specific age, you are not fuckable. But then it's like, well, but then you're kind of enforcing a threshold upon an entire demographic of humans that you don't, that you can't possibly know all of their experiences. And so. And I would argue too, like thinking about it in, in this conversation, like I think a lot of actually, I think a lot of harm is done in Like we have, we have to honor the ways in which so sociology or like social expectations colors our conversation around this. So I think a lot of harm is actually done because of, in America, people are very uncomfortable with even considering younger people as sexual beings. Yes. And so like, that's why we have so much discomfort. Sexual repression. No, not at all. I'm not repressed. I just, Again, I'm not saying you're repressed. I'm just, uh, I'm not why saying, can't they? I'm not saying you're repressed. I'm just saying, I'm that, saying like, that repressing young people that need to come into their sexuality in a healthy way. Yeah. Closet, former closeted person over here. Like, I mean, that fucked me up. Like, I, I, I like personally, oh God, I don't want to get too, too like stupid personal about this, but, um, <laughs> get personal and cry. I mean, I'm not going to cry. I don't do that. Uh, Brian's like, what have I done? <laughs> no, no, Brian's Googling facts from the 1600s to make me feel like shit. <laughs> well, it's just like, okay, so what do I was... Do you feel like shit, John? No, I don't. I, oh, mean, I didn't think teenager so. <laughs> is a relatively new construction of right. being... Like, okay, I don't know what that has to do with anything, though. I'm just, I know, because you have no sense of anything other than the black you're right, and white world I just that you live in right You're right, moment. you're right. I just don't fuck with middle schoolers. That we That's a horrible people, mantra to live by. I just by. think that we should raise kids from the very... I'm sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, no. What not. I was going to say a second ago is that if we would... If we, if we were a culture that was more centered on consent and respecting people's boundaries, then a lot of these issues about like power and control and age would not exist because people would be given the tools from a very young age. What we're really reacting to when we say like a man who's 20 shouldn't be having sex with a 13 year old is the fact that we don't give 13 year old young women the tools they need to even like understand, to even understand what's happening. But if we gave people the tools to say yet to understand, you have the right to say no. You have the right to say yes. You have the right to your own body. You have bodily autonomy. We don't respect bodily autonomy in this culture. No, we don't even have sex education in this culture. But that's what I'm saying. How are we 
you going to tell 13 year olds you have the right to, you know, have sex with a 20 something year old well, if you want to? That's but a we wonderful... can't even tell them what their vagina that's is. That's what I was going to say it is that if we would teach people better sex ed and we gave people like actual lessons in relationships, boundaries, consent, and like you have the right to say no at any time, which we don't give to young women at all, then we would not have necessarily these struggles. Well, we don't. With we age. actually don't have it with little boys either. That's also true. But I would like to. I would like to compare um, your language of stating that, like, uh, you're 13, don't have sex ever at all. No, There's, I'm not saying that. Well, she I didn't say that. I said not with an adult. There's problems with that too. Though. I mean, I mean, but kids have they experiment with one another all the fucking and time. Sometimes that's, that's sexual different. abuse, that's, and sometimes they abuse each other. Oh my god! Next, next door, I'm done. <laughs> I don't get to choose. I'm running the show. <laughs> I'm just like really. Are we out? We have we have out liberaled ourselves. We have we are. This is a liberal prolapse right now. If you guys are oh trying to have <laughs> say it's okay for twenty somethings to have sex with and thirteen we, year and olds. We've all, we've all said that here today. That's what we've all said. I mean, well, at I least would two like of to you have. Echo the, <laughs> I don't. I don't. Like I'm going to be driving home. Like what the fuck is wrong with me? I I I said it was What's wrong. wrong with you is you have, I said it was wrong. You, you can't listen to what anybody. You can't listen to what anybody is saying because you just like it's all closed up in uh, your no, head. No, I'm listening. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> I think some of what I really appreciate about Nan's contribution is that, like, I again being from like a super repressed, super puritanical, super black and white, super like cut and dry environment, which I grew up in for 18 years, like. I completely appreciate nuance and, and being open and just understanding that like nothing is really right or wrong. It's mostly like individual, nuanced, super site specific, super individual specific. It's just like, I, I don't, I don't personally derive any use out of, out of codifying something either being evil or pure or 100% okay or 100% never okay. At least around these like complex social issues. I just, I just don't. I mean, but that also, that also, it doesn't, uh, exclusive, that doesn't like negate the statement that like, yeah, there's a, you, like if you're 13 year, years old and you're having sex with someone, you gotta fucking think about, like make a decision. It doesn't mean that it's like every time someone that, I mean, anytime you have sex, it's like a big fucking deal. You should like think but about why, it. But why, I just don't understand why, I mean, why I, this whole conversation is, is, is focused on the 13 year old rather than the adults, um, that's having sex with the 13 year old. Well, I, for me, this, we've, this originated we've, we've, we've from We've gone like, 45 minutes talking about that, uh, talking about a 13-year-old rather than the adult that I, I think should know better. That's fair. I guess, than to have sex with a child. Well, but I guess what I'm saying is that that implies that it's always wrong, and I'm coming from a place I, where I don't necessarily know that I think that it's always wrong. I would agree with you if it was somebody that was 17, but 13, I think, is just a little bit too again, arbitrarily young, even if you have the ages. oldest... Soul. I mean, to be, I don't believe in old souls and all that kind of stuff. I think that stuff tends to get a little goofy. But I will say that, like, honestly, I feel like when people are given the tools, I was, I was raised in a household where there wasn't discomfort talking about sex necessarily. I was, but still, you're focusing right now on on. the child and not the adult. I'm going somewhere with it, but I'm, I want to give, I, I don't believe that children are just these non autonomous beings who don't get to make any decisions for themselves. That's my point. But we're still only focusing on the child. Well, you're not listening to anything anybody's saying, John. Yeah, I'm focusing on the child. Then let's just go to a new story because you're all pissed off. Again, you don't get to choose. This is your idea for other people. I, I think abuse is real. I think that power dynamics are real. These are not things that I deny. 
at the same time, I do have to give, I have to admit that I've never been, I have never been sexually abused. I was given a lot of tools to make my own decisions from a very early age. And, and I made the decision every time to not have sex till I was 19. That doesn't make me better than anybody else. And it doesn't mean that I could not have maybe had sex when I was 13 and been fine with it. But I do, I do honor the fact that a lot of people who are having sex when they're 13 don't have all the information necessarily about their own bodies. But I don't want to also, I don't, I don't think, I think that human beings are autonomous and capable of making choices from the literal moment that they are born into this world. Including the adult that should make a better choice than having sex with a 13 year old. I think we've all said our piece about 5,000 times. Donald Trump's attacks (laughs) on on Ted Cruz's citizenship have intensified in recent weeks. Now the question of whether the Canadian-born Texan senator is eligible to become president could uh, could come before a federal federal court. A federal lawsuit filed by a Houston attorney on Thursday seeks to determine whether Cruz's birthplace disqualifies him from holding the Oval Office. Was he born in Canada? Yes. Yes. Then he can't be president. But millennials. One of, <laughs> one of his parents is an uh, American citizen. That's, a, that's the question that I have. Because oh. I thought both of your parents had to be American we've citizens. We've had this question. We've had this con- We've had. A- I think it's just right now it's kind of like, uh, but yeah. but Trump has that crazy dentist lady on his side now. <laughs> or, What's Tate's. her name? Yes. I love her secretly. Can you pick a presidential candidate? <laughs> candidate that doesn't make you want to kill yourself like can you do it is it possible i actually i don't know (laughs) did you what did anybody watch the republican debate no because i don't i'm trying to like combat my suicidal ideation (laughs) so somebody on my facebook uh made the point that they're pretty sure that the person who's bringing this lawsuit about or who's talking about bringing a lawsuit doesn't know somebody did bring a lawsuit doesn't have standing so it'll probably just get thrown out or something. Uh, but there, but Donald Trump's argument is, is that if, if Cruz wins the nomination, the very first thing the Democratic Party will do is file suit saying that he's not which eligible. Is ridiculous. Which they, they probably will. That. They, no, they, no, they will. Arlen Hatch, is that his name? Said that he would? Orrin Hatch? Orrin Hatch, whatever the fuck his name is. He's not a Democrat, is he? Is he? Am I, I getting my, myself confused? Somebody already said they were going to file suit That's if not, Cruz wins the nomination. Somebody, a Republican, maybe. Yeah, I think the Republicans are probably going to be more chomping at the Nobody likes Ted out. Cruz. Like, the other Republicans don't like <laughs> Ted Cruz. They don't want like, Cruz. No, there's people don't like Ted Cruz or Trump. They're, well, I think right now they're, like, more for old Trumpers no, than Cruz. No, they're not. They're, they know it, it's a disaster if either of them get the nomination. The party, the party, the party is in disarray. Knows that, it's a, that those two are like a dumpster fire. The Republican Party is in disarray right now. And we can now just get the marshmallows out and watch. So, Cr- Cruz was born in Canada to an American mother and a Cuban father. Cruz contends that he's eligible to run for president, and plenty of respected legal experts agree. Trump, however, has raised questions on the campaign trail. There are other attorneys that feel, and very, very fine constitutional attorneys, that feel because he was not (laughs) born on the land, he could not run for office, Trump said during Thursday's Republican debate. 
And we actually had a conversation about that specific thing on a secretly timid a long time ago about the natural born citizen mm-hmm. part or because John McCain was not born whatever. on American soil. He was, was born, he born on a military base. I think yes. he was born in military, which is why he would be considered. Why do I feel like I know? But what how that I'm works. so confused. <laughs> what I'm so all confused. Americans are just born with like this, like imbued in their genes. <laughs> what I'm so confused about the Republican Party is why? Okay, if they're if they're going to say no, no, Cruz is okay because his mother's American. Why are they getting that shit storm with with uh, Barack Obama when he was born? Born in a state in Hawaii. He's born in Hawaii because some people think he was born in Kenya. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. I think you guys are so polite. You need to just (laughs) throw that shit out. Oh yeah, some people do think he was born in Kenya. Also because partisan politics. Because because like yeah. Again, legalism. Stupid. Oh my god, y'all! When I was in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, this last couple days, like we had I a hot tub this, in the room, isn't that sweet? We had a hot tub in the room, Aww. and it was fucking amazing. But we, I went into this gift shop, and there was this like little novelty gifts corner. And uh, well, first of all, there was like a whole rack of Confederate flag memorabilia. Oh god. But then also, like, there was this rack of novelty gifts, and one of them was, like, a roll of, like, toilet paper with Barack Obama's face (gasps) printed on each sheet. That's just rude. So disgusting. The things that people do... When they they do shit like that, you can't say that you respect the office of the presidency, because you clearly don't. Well, I don't really respect the office of the presidency, because I think the politics of this nation, and just the way that anything works, is ridiculous and stupid but it's like this weird vendetta that backwoods country or just like honestly it's like a lot of baby boomers and like normal people in america have this weird vendetta about like like anti not anti-hero worship like uh like villainizing people in washington as if that makes them feel better that they've done something or like i don't know it's just super disgusting and stupid not only because it's disrespectful and rude but also because it's like you're not even doing anything like if you actually wanted to make a difference you could like buy a roll of toilet paper and like give it to your neighbor and that would be more productive than just being like donald trump or president obama is muslim <laughs> are you gonna talk about the oregon people at all no is that okay because that was kind of funny when they send them all kind of they send them all a bag of dicks yeah <laughs> and then somebody else sent them an industrial can of lube <laughs> and they're asking for supplies <laughs> i love it one of them got nabbed did you see that he Kidnapped? stole a, he stole a trap or he stole a federal truck and tried to go to like a uh, Tom Thumbs or something to get some food <laughs> and they arrested his ass. Oh my God. <laughs> but not for like occupying the building, whatever. Uh, all right. Would you like a palate cleanser? We have a palate cleanser? <laughs> sort of. I would like an apology for the time you told me to go fuck myself early about <laughs> an hour. I'll, 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 review the, I'll review the tape and see I if it's worth it. I say that we went a long time without having one of our like t- fights like that. But and we're then, fine, right, Brian? And, then, Brian, we're and fine. then John started I love drinking Brian. again, and we had a fight. We had a fight like three weeks ago. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so three. Check weeks yourself. Ago. No, I remember we did have we did have a we did. fight. We yeah. Did. So keep my drinking out of your mouth, man. <laughs> Give us your palate cleanser. <laughs> Can do. <laughs> Uh, venomous sea snake washes up on California beach in El Nino linked event. A 20-inch snake was discovered near San Diego on Tuesday, the third reported instance since October of the deadly animal watching up on California beaches. California beachgoers have been urged to steer clear of a species of highly venomous sea snake following a third and unprecedented instance of an aquatic serpent washing up onto the state's beaches. A 20-inch yellow-bellied sea snake was discovered on a beach near San Diego on Tuesday, 
where it was placed into a bucket before dying. <laughs> oh. The sighting was the third reported instance since October of the species, which prefers the tropical waters of the Pacific and Indian Oceans, washing up on California beaches. The only previous verified sighting was in 1972. Uh, they believe that because of the warm current of water and strong El Nino event, um, that the snakes are being washed up. Um, they were all lived deep in the ocean, so by the time they got to California, they were weak and dying. Um, oh, cool. But I wanted to read the other animals that that um, California has been getting. The ocean um, gills. Do this, does the snake have gills? Is it really a snake? Is it's this more a, of an eel situation. <laughs> I mean, it's that. Oh God, that's disgusting. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, oh did it say snakes. 20 inches because it's really huge? Yeah, it's 20 inches. That's scary. That's a yeah. big one. It's 20 inches. Don't want to see small. that coming at you in the middle small. of the night. Oh, I was thinking like like a 20 inch penis would be huge. Yeah, for a snake, it's not so Untenable. Big. <laughs> also, fuck California. Penises are not actually snakes. That's just a metaphor. Uh, it says, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Fisheries, more than 4,200 sick sea lions have been Aww. washed up in California so far this year. Uh, the greatest number of strandings over the past decade. A further 100 Guadalupe fur seals and 150 northern fur seals have also been washed up statewide. Yeah, hurricanes and shit, they, they make... Isn't that why, like, the the when it rains frogs and stuff, if that really happens and not just in Magnolia, like they, they get sucked up and they get spit out in other yes. parts of the world? That's fucked up. Does that happen? Oh, that's it does, does happen. And spiders, too. There's those spiders that that's how they, like, move from place. They get sucked up, and they go into the atmosphere, and they crystallize and get cold and shit, and then they fall down, and they melt off, and then I they're like, well, this is where happens. I live now. <laughs> there's there's like, that thing where it rains spiders. No, but that's like, that's a, that's like a photo meme that's been shared around Facebook a lot of, like, someplace <laughs> in <laughs> Brazil where, like, that's how they, they colonize. Are they frozen? They, no. Are these spiders it's, in your meme? Frozen? My understanding is not related to a weather event. It's just like they localize in a tree, and then they and then there's a billion of them because it's oh, a well, tropical that's a different climate. story, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> so, where does venomous sea snake rank on your fear of ang- your anxiety list? Not at all, because I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind snakes. Them. I don't mind snakes. If it was a spider, then it would be pretty high. Hmm. I worry about. I worry about. I, I'm worried snakes. about wild snakes, like snakes in the wild. I'm a little nervous about. But if it's like in a pet store, I don't care. If it's a pet <laughs> snake, <laughs> but spiders in a pet store scare you? I don't like spiders. I think spiders you don't trust them. Cool. Nope. Uh-uh. Is it because of they have all those legs? I don't. I just don't like them. I feel like don't have any legs and because I told you the story. Well, spiders this is, are really little, and it's easy. No, this like, is you when I got my arachnophobia. Them. Is when I was in middle school, fuckable age by you guys, um, and there is a spider crawling on the ground. And my mother is very arachnophobic, and by this point, I really wasn't either. And she was like, "Kill it, kill it, kill it!" And my sister threw a shoe at it, hit the spider, and then and there were a bunch of baby spiders just. Oh God! All on the floor, and I lost my shit and jumped on the bed. And my sister had to suck them all up in the vacuum. The one thing and I ever did, since yeah. then, 
I could see, like, that's tied into what I could see, like, why I think spiders might be a little bit scarier than snakes would be because they're so little and they could, like, hundreds. Like, they could get in your shirt and you'd be, like, not able to find it. Whereas, like, like a snake is, like, a little bit easier to keep track of. Like, you'd, it'd be, like, if it's big enough. I don't know. And I still think I could fight off a boa constrictor, even though I (laughs) I probably couldn't. But it's like, it's a snake. Uh, and rattlesnakes, they let you, they let you know that you're there. It's just like, you hear a rattle, you turn around and walk the other way. I just don't ever want to be around nature. I want to be in the city. <laughs> but then there's like cars and drunk people, and that's scarier. But there are people that like raise chickens in the city. Well, but luckily, Brian has a breathalyzer, so. That's true. <laughs> How is that going to protect me? <laughs> Give it to people. Oh, you're just like, <laughs> I'm a cop. <laughs> Oh my god! That might be a good tactic. What so are we that's, gonna, that's our show. <laughs> what are we gonna name it? Damn, I didn't even. Think it's gonna something. be a hard one to find one that'll go through the iTunes sensors. <laughs> <laughs> Does oh iTunes have sensors? Yes. Yeah, we can't like. Y'all, Apple is so dumb. <laughs> we can't name it like it's a snake, not a penis. Or. Go fuck a thirteen-year-old. Oh god, that's not gonna go over well either. I just. <laughs> it could be like David Bowie tribute, and then we would get so many. Hits. <laughs> <laughs> I. Oh, it does annoy me that everyone won't get over that like famous people die. Like, is Jaja? She's still trekking along with one foot, isn't she? <laughs> Jaja Gabor, didn't she have to get off one of her feet? <laughs> that was so random, and I don't think anyone at this table knows what you're talking about. That's because you're not hip on pop culture. Google Jaja Gabor yeah, loses, a Jaja Gabor loses a foot. Not knowing about Jaja Gabor is definitely very unhip. They, they sawed it off, and she's like in a vegetative state right now. From the foot, I can't. Then she's that. probably not missing the foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Is it like Z H A? It's, oh it's, yeah, it's, William. It's William's probably never even heard of Jean Jacques Gabor. Or I the, have heard that or the, name. Or the other Gabor sisters, Eva Gabor. Whoa, she's been married a shit ton of times. <laughs> this from the person who was just lecturing us about not knowing. Nine. Pop she's culture. been married nine times. How do you feel about multiple marriages? How old do you have to be <laughs> to get married multiple times? I kind of want to marry a dude because it's legal now. Even though I'm pretty opposed to marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's listening to this and you feel like you're a worthy candidate. If you have a lot of money and you don't want to have sex, call yeah. our speak pipe and we'll get you hooked up with William. In 2011, her right leg was amputated above the knee to save her life from an infection. She was hospitalized again in above 2000. Above the knee? So what happened to the purple below the knee? It's it, gone. That was the part that was amputated. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I'm like imagining. Oh, like she's missing this part not from of the her knee leg. up. She was not amputated from the knee up. <laughs> she's like just a leg. No, if it was amputated above the knee. Then... Going, going down, no. not up. So I was like imagining like this, just a segment of her leg was missing, and then the bottom part was still there. I don't know. The science isn't there yet. It's We're... cyborg. She's... <laughs> She has cyborg thighs. She's slowly, slowly being replaced. Oh, poor Jaja. Oh, yeah, let's wrap it up. Well, that's our show. It's called Secretly Timid. <laughs> enjoy enjoy oh, yeah, the, the song. song, Torch Song. Oh, John's by taking Laura the show Stevenson. back over now, I guess. He made me say the song. 
Well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what a good host does. Not that I'm saying you're bad. You've been great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.